Hey everybody, welcome to For the Record episode number 118. Hope you're having a great Friday afternoon or morning or night, depending on when you listen to this. I don't control you. Um, <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Audible.com, uh, your only stop for all your audiobook needs. To sign up for a free 30-day trial, you can visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Uh, for more information on that. Okay, I'm really, really excited for this episode. Um, I have listened to this band for years. I've been acquainted with a number of the members over the past, uh, throughout my time going to shows throughout the past few years. Uh, This is Bo Boken, the lead vocalist of Bless the Fall, and by far one of the craziest and most just tightly put together metal metalcore bands I've ever had the chance um to see. I and I I sincerely mean that. Um every single time I watch them their show just gets crazier and crazier. Their material gets stronger. And Bo came on the show. I first met him back in I think tw- I want to say 2012, 2013 uh when they were opening for We Came as Romans. Um, and I recently saw them, uh, they opened up, I'm completely blanking on the tour, but, um, oh, they opened up for Mice and Men, of course, um, at the, uh, Catalyst in Santa Cruz, and I believe that tour just came through the UC Theater in Berkeley at the very beginning of this month, uh, that was originally supposed to be the kickoff date, but it got rescheduled for some reason. Um, Bless the Fall have a brand new record coming out tomorrow called Hard, or today, if you're listening to this, called Hard Feelings. Um, it's, um, it's a brand new step for this band. It's their first album on Rise Records. We talk a little bit about their transition from Fearless Records to Rise Records, which was their longtime home, uh, for quite a while and how they, how they kind of made the jump, how they grew as musicians in between, uh, to those left behind, which was the most previous record they'd put out, and their last on Fearless before making the jump to Rise. Um, they're they've got new music today. They've I they have a bunch of tour dates coming up. Um, for more info on that, you can visit blessthefallmusic.com. Uh, their Facebook is at blessthefall, and then I believe their Twitter is at blessthefall as well. So without further ado, here's episode one eighteen with the incredible Bo Boken of Bless the Fall. Enjoy. How's it going? This is Jared with For the Record Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. It's good to talk to you. 
Awesome, man. You too. Yeah, we're in uh, we're in Minnesota, freezing our asses off. <laughs> I was so. about to ask you about that because we. Oh man! Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, we <laughs> we like uh, we left Denver um, a couple of days ago, and we about an hour and a half into the drive, we hit black ice and slid off the road. Oh my shit, god! So. Are you? Oh, holy shit! Really? Yeah, it's 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 uh it's kind of crazy. So hopefully, we're just playing that like the weather kind of keeps mellow for from here on out it's yeah be snowing on, on our way to uh st louis so yeah we're uh we're kind of dealing with that so. jesus christ oh my god yeah. that's like I, are you guys in a bus or are you in a van uh we're in a van on this tour just because okay. of you know financially it makes more sense when you know when we headline we obviously take the bus out and crew and so on something like this where we're supporting it's a bit more punk rock we get in the van and you know we, we have uh basically like very 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 little crew on this and stuff so it's just you know economically smarter to do i think yeah and uh yeah and it's cool you know we all get along and and so we can cram in the van it's not gonna hurt anyone's egos yeah no that's super rad i i um i think the the, one of the other bands i've heard of doing that um there there's a few that are out there but what but uh you guys from you telling me that and then I know the main does that a lot. Like if they're doing a support, mm. they're just like, yeah, we'll get in a van. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> whatever it's, whatever yeah, it takes to get yeah. to the show. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we, we get hotels pretty much uh, every night and stuff. So, oh, cool. you know, like you just, you get to the hotel and you get a shower and you crash and then like, you, it's kind of the same thing. You know, you don't, you don't have the luxurious like front lounge and cable TV on all night. That's honestly, <laughs> that's the, probably the only part I miss is like, you know, you could just take a piss whenever you want, and you could watch <laughs> fucking sports sports center till five a.m. Yep. So um, that's you know that that's the only thing I miss, and I, I just do that on my phone anyway. Now afterwards, I just like watch all the recap of all the sports on my phone. Yeah, yeah. it's super yeah. it's super crazy how quick that that technology has jumped so quickly. Uh, I remember talking to. Uh, I remember talking to one of the guys in Hawthorne Heights where he was saying like in 2004 we had to do this where we'd have to stop and find a coffee shop and then we'd have to connect and make this phone a Wi-Fi hotspot and do this. Now it's literally just like, yeah, we're, we can watch Netflix in the van as we're driving down the road. <laughs> Dude, totally, man. It, it really does make things easier. Like, um, yeah, so, I, mean, I remember when I, my old band, uh, we're called Take the Crown, and we started touring. Yeah. We would have to, before the tour started, we had all of our MapQuest directions mm-hmm. printed out in, yep. on, in a giant folder. And that was every direction to every show. And, um, you know, we had a big atlas, too, just in case. And I think one person in the band had a phone that was sort of capable of, like, going on the Internet. And then, and then he would, like... Our buddy Ryan, he played keyboards. He would just sort of check things out, and he would like tour manage us, and he kind of had that, you know, that ability. So, and the rest of us were like, "Hey, man, can we like check my my MySpace real quick with your phone?" You know, like, like that. so uh, yeah, it's it's a lot easier, man. It makes it it makes it uh, a lot more comfortable. You have the things you like. You want got all your movies on there, and keep up with all the sports that I love and shit like that. So it, it's cool. That's fun. Um, well, I was at the tour. I got to say, I was at the tour kickoff um, for this show in Santa Cruz with the Mice and Men and um, Fire from oh, the Gods cool. and all that. I, I mean, I say this. I've seen you guys a lot and progress over the past few years. You guys truly are one of like the best bands out there. And I'm not saying this to kiss ass. I'm saying it because I've seen a lot of shows. I see a lot of bands every year. And you consistently 
every time I go to one of your shows, I know what to expect, and I'm like, I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna enjoy this. <laughs> oh man, thank you, dude. dude I really appreciate that, and and it says a lot too because that was the first show of the tour, and we honestly, like I said on stage, I'm like, we had a few months off, and like you never know, yeah, if you're gonna sound good or fall back into a rhythm, and you know what I mean. Like once you get on tour, it's fine, but like those first few shows, so I was like man, I hope we don't suck. And, you know, nah. it is, that show specifically wasn't, that was probably the smallest crowd on the tour so far. So it, Santa Cruz is kind of hit or miss, I think. Yeah, I think it's a, a B Yeah, market. it can be. You know, it definitely I, can be. You know, <laughs> um, but not no diss on Santa Cruz. It was a great place to kind of kick things off. At least it wasn't like a big sold-out show. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going up on stage and sounding like trash. But no, that, that, that really does mean a lot because we really focus on, on the live show and getting people engaged and involved. And, um, you know, people pay money to watch you play, man. Like you can't just stand there and do, you know what yeah, I mean? like, exactly. do nothing. It's like, especially in this day and age when everyone kind of can just, you know, they want more bang for the buck. People want, you know, they get the music free essentially if they really wanted to. And, you know, so the next thing is like, okay, well, like I want to be impressed. So it's like, you know, that's been us from day one since I joined the band. It's just like, let's give them a show. Let's have fun. It, it should be fun. And people should want to come back and just like you said like you should you should want to you should know what to expect from us and just know like hey we're gonna have a great you're gonna have a great time you know yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fun yeah it makes so. me excited whenever i am at a show where you guys are playing and i because I'm a, I'm a music i'm a music photographer and so when i get to walk and i'm like okay this is gonna be fun it's gonna be very fast paced yeah. it's gonna be enjoyable for this and i'm not like Oh, are they going to stand still? Or are they going to not do this? It's just like, no, all right, cool. This will be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Unless, I, unless I'm, like, injured, which has happened before, where I, like, I I hung off these rafters and fell and, like, busted, like, my feet and couldn't walk. And for about, like, a week and a half to two weeks, I had, like, crutches and stuff. And that was probably, like, the most I've ever, like, stood still on stage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's only so much you can do in that situation. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I think the other thing that I w wanted to jump, I mean, the biggest piece of news that has come out recently is Hard Feelings, uh, the next record yeah. from you guys. Um, first things first with you guys signing to Rise Records. I mean, uh, when you usually, if I'm ever asking a band in a situation where I'm like, what made you go with this record label? It's, it's sometimes the question doesn't work because it's like a brand new artist who's just signed to their first label and the answer's like, well, they're late. We pitched a label and they were like this, but you, and they liked us, but you guys are, <laughs> yeah. but you guys are in a position where you've had five records and you've had this really extensive career so far. Um, when your time with fearless was up, what was it that drew you towards rise? Like how did that whole process work? Yeah, you know what? It really it kind of stems back to the release of "To Those Left Behind," and yeah, you know, it's sort of. Uh, I mean, like, I love the record, man. I like, I love vocally what we did musically. It was one of the heaviest albums that we've had, and um, it really went unnoticed. It really went sort of kind of got brushed under the rug, and I think it was for a multitude of reasons. I, I think Fearless was like, you know, we hadn't committed to re-signing with them at, the, at that time. We kind of wanted to see what they would do with this record. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it kind of just, it just missed the mark as far as like, you know, being, being pushed and, and marketed the right way and, and given the love that it needed. And it, it totally didn't. So, you know, for us, we were like, all right, man, like, you know, Fearless has, you know, they have, the, you know, some other like giant hype bands on their label. That's fine. That's what they want to focus on. So be it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 
um, I guess we weren't sort of a commodity to them anymore, you know, and they, they had grown, they've, they've grown exponentially since we signed with them. I mean, yeah. I, used to walk through, I used to walk through the front door, know everyone by name and hang out <laughs> in, in the office. No, I really did. Like you could ask those, like they were down in, in, um, like near Huntington beach. I think it was maybe seal beach or something. I would yeah. go kayaking, like with some friends, you know, with other like label mates and be like, be in board shorts and be like, let's go in a fearless. And we, we pull the kayaks up and jump out and get, and walk into their office and, and everyone would hang out and, you know, go get coffee or whatever. So it was very, it was very much a family and, um, no diss to, to Bob the owner. Cause he, he really did really, really put a lot of, uh, into us and, and helped, helped us grow. Um, I just think they sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe they just lost interest. They outgrew or, you know, outgrew us or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. That being said, we, we needed a new start and we were all, I mean, when you've been a band for so long and you kind of hit a wall, like we did with that last record where it was like, man, like the kids not like us anymore. Or is it like, are we just, you know what I mean? Like what's going on? Cause it was definitely sort of like the lowest, you know, we, we go up and down as a band. I think that's, um, the main thing is to be consistent. So, you know, we sort of, sort of sat back and went, let's, let's reevaluate what we're doing, you know, like can we can we keep going forward you know do we believe that that we still have more to offer so as we were sort of questioning ourselves and in this like bit of a moment of doubt there um you know some labels reached out to us and it was cool but uh Bly stood out as 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 the front runner just because they were so excited like i mean other labels talked to us they're cool yeah and like that would be sweet but rise was like yo like I can't believe you guys haven't signed with someone else, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we, would, we would absolutely, uh, you know, kill to have you guys. And, and, you know, I had, we had a phone call and we had a meeting. I actually went to a basketball game with a couple of the dudes from Rise. Like the Lakers were playing in Portland and Rise is from Portland. And I, I kind of was like, kind of hit one of them up, uh, our, our buddy there. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm coming to, I think I'm going to come to Portland and watch the Lakers. He's like, dude, let's go to the game. I got it. Like we got it. Like took me to a basketball game. It was very like entourage right? Like, yeah. Really, like, <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I had history with the owner Craig uh, with my old band and stuff. So it was kind of like, right. We had each other, you know, 10 years or nine years or something like that. So it was very much like, man, we're going full circle here. Like, this is really cool. And um, they were just so pumped. And they were like, man, we've watched you guys from the outside looking in for so many years and been like, if we had this band, we would love to do this and this and this. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome that you... So I already felt like there was like some sort of investment in there with them paying attention to us for years and years and, and kind of watching our career. So it was kind of cool. Like, yeah. you know, they were always like checking us out and, uh, and seeing what we were doing. So, you know, that being said, just them being excited and um it's been a while since someone has treated us like we were a commodity and like we were important to the scene and just an important band in general and that we had something to offer still so you know we ran with it and we went like well let's do this thing if we're going to do it and kind of just went full speed ahead and you know we'd already been been sort of writing here and there and then we really kicked it into the second gear with the writing and um with some producers and uh you know you know this and that and we ended up with tyler smith who was the producer of our record and he did the last falling in reverse album. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead of myself here, but yeah, that's so rise. That's why we went with rise. Like, um, they were just super pumped and we needed that. And they made us feel, they made us feel pretty again. <laughs> yeah, no. And I totally hear what you're saying. Like with, it's something that you can see with, 
almost i mean when you look back to the year that you guys had signed with fearless it, it's like it's de- it's not disparaging any bit of work that they did or anything like that but it's also like noticing like people change and companies grow and they change and it's just kind sure. of like well you just kind of got to roll with it and you got to work with what's going to be best for yourself and for your project so and mm-hmm. and, and when you guys signed with rise it made total sense like i saw the, the thing and i'm like yes yeah, doesn't surprise me at all this makes like it's a perfect <laughs> fit yeah it's not like we went to like warner brothers or something we're like whoa what like why did they do that or like yeah i don't know but yeah i mean they have so much to offer and they really have the punk punk rock grassroots um approach to things still even though they are um owned by bmg and they do have a lot the great thing about it they also have a lot of radio connections and um a lot of uh you know uh relationships with different radio stations and stuff like that which is something we've never had and i'm not to say that we wrote a radio record but there are songs on the album that are marketable and that you know yeah. we, we always write a few of those anyway like whether some people notice it or not, because I think a lot of people are always wrapped up in the heavy stuff, but some of our biggest songs, Hey Baby, 40 Days, et cetera, like Open yeah. Water, like these are all, these are all very marketable, sort of like all, all singing and what have you. And that's the kind of music we like to write. We're not doing it because we're like, let's write a fucking radio song. It's like, we love pop music as well. We love those structures. We love a melody and, and you know, vocals. so it does have heavy in it. And it also does have a really cool, uh, fresh new element as well. Definitely. I mean, I, when I heard um, when I heard melodramatic and saw the video and all that the day that the news was announced, like I could hear, mm-hmm. like it's a song that to kind of go off on something you were saying about radio. It's like um, you, it, there's stations like Sirius Octane and and Hard Rock where mm-hmm. they do play that kind of music that has that has screaming vocals and that has a heavier metal presence. It's like. Yeah. Um, and it's not like you guys are writing death metal or anything. Like, there's still definitely a way that you yeah, guys can go exactly. fit on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, so, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I feel like this rise has so many assets, and um, but yet they, they really maintain that, that their, their grassroots values and approach to the way they deal with, uh, deal with bands. Absolutely. Um, where does the term hard feelings come from and what does it represent for maybe the overall theme or the overall idea that the album represents? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a culmination of things, really. It was, um, it's funny, the actual name, if you want to know, like the literal, uh, <laughs> you know, the literal uh, place it came from, like how I, I got the idea was yeah. uh, my my wife was wearing a hoodie and it said no hard feelings on it and it was just kind of this funny hoodie and it said it like an old English yeah just kind of this random and uh I, we were in the middle of writing the record and I kind of looked at it and I was like fuck that oh, hard feelings like definitely <laughs> had, just, you know it's kind of just like no it should be hard you know hard like, I like to play on words and I'm kind of like that anyway like with my clothing line I sort of everything is kind of a play on words and um it just was a play on words and it like sounded, it sounded fucking awesome. And I'm like, man, and I kind of brought it to the dudes and we were, you know, we were getting towards the end of the record and, you know, the songs are very emotional, man. Like it's some of the, uh, the, the best lyrics I've, I've done just because it's been, it's been scrutinized and, uh, you know, working with Tyler Smith, who was an amazing co-writer and producer. I was bouncing these ideas off of him and he was really pushing me to the limit. So as far as songwriting goes, he's like, you got to make something memorable. You know, you got to make something memorable for the kids. It's got every line's got to um, have a cool meaning. And not, not every single line will have that, but 
you know, a majority of uh, your your record. You, people have to have something to like latch onto and, and be quotable, and and you want people to be able to go get those things tattooed and be able to go, you know, um, take take certain lines and and be moved by them. So, tons of tons of of, of just pure emotion is in the record, and so that's kind of like. Hard feelings is is literally the <laughs> the title that made the most sense, and I brought it to the dudes, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's sick! Like, let's let's roll with that. That's that's awesome." That's super rad. Um, I actually forgot to tell you. So I um I actually got to like four days after you guys came through Santa Cruz, I ended up seeing your wife show in San Francisco for the first time. Oh, um, nice! She was fantastic. She was awesome. That was a great show. Um, yeah, that's y- awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to say that you guys are clearly both incredible creators and performers. So I think that that's. It, I just think it's really cool to see like two people that are both kind of doing these d- both different but still mm-hmm. similar things. So I just thought that was very awesome. Yeah, awesome, um, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. And she's like, man, I. She's a huge inspiration to me too. Like she's just she hustles so hard and she writes and draws her own comic and is like constantly working <laughs> and so yeah. makes me feel lazy sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was, she was definitely a, a huge push on this album. She was kind of like, you know, it, you know, everyone kind of gets in that place of self, self-doubt with it, with anything, with their job, with their relationship, whatever, what have you. So yeah. I was sort of in that place with the band where I was, man, I don't know, like the last album cycle didn't go great. No one find music anymore. You know, well, there's a lot of bands that were smaller than us that sort of, blew past us this year like I, I, I don't know you know and you just sort of doubt yourself and um, she was always there to say you know you guys are fucking awesome you're awesome like you're a great songwriter you guys are all you guys have something special like you need to kind of you know kick it into the next gear and, and, and go for this thing so Absolutely. you know that I, it, for me personally uh, she was um, a huge huge part in and just giving it my all for this album and, and everyone, you know, the kids deserve it. The listeners and fans, they deserve the best they can get out of this record. And I really, really believe that they got the best bless of fall possible. Awesome. I, I can't even yeah. tell you how excited I am to hear the new record, but I, how soon after, um, the, the last fearless album to hard feelings, um, how soon after that release did you guys start writing? Cause I know that there were, I, I know that there was a touring cycle and all that stuff that, that went with it. Um, but after to those left behind, um, how soon after did ideas for hard feelings start coming about? And did you, was it just like a riff? Was it a lyric line? Was there a session where you guys went in and were like, okay, we're going to, today's day one, we're going to start writing the record. Like how did it, I guess, mm-hmm. go down? Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. Like, I can't pinpoint a specific uh, a specific day or moment. Um, I'd say, man, it's because Eric and Elliot are always writing. They, they are like wizards on logic. <laughs> so yeah. They're literally always kind of writing. And, um, and I'm always just sort of like, if I'll see an idea somewhere, just like with the hard feelings, you know, I, I saw that and like jotted it down in my notes, you know, it was like, yeah. and, uh, and I had that for forever, you know, it was just sitting in my notes. So I'll always jot down lines and stuff. And I just, creators always create true creators are just always kind of creating stuff so um you know the the music was always kind of there and being written i think i think when rise finally was um brought you know into the picture and we started talking to them i think that's when we went okay let's let's get going and yeah man that 
that's over over a year ago we've been writing the record as well but then when it came time to get into the studio we basically knocked out the, the record in a month you know um and that was in august when we when we did the album um so yeah there was days where i would fly, uh i would actually fly out the first two songs that were written were um wishful thinking which is a, the opening track yeah and um oh shoot what are we in it's called uh i'm over being underrated yeah. which used to be called barb's not dead and it referring to <laughs> barb from stranger things yes. so it, when you listen to that song keep that in mind okay. it was written about her <laughs> <laughs> that is right it was it, it sort of used her as a metaphor uh in a way for for just because you know what she was she was the the fucking underdog man and yep. she was like so cool and it felt like she represented our band like people just sort of forgot about her but she was such an important part in in you know to her friendship you know what i mean and, yeah and then just kind of got forgotten and it was like no man like she's important don't forget about barb and that's that's kind of how i feel about us as well i'm like don't forget about us man we're important too Pe- i promise yeah we're, we're the underdog you are but, um, and people definitely <laughs> should not and will not forget you guys like y- you yeah. guys are you it's guys are how many yeah it's interesting how many people um so far on this tour have have uh, multiple people have said I've listened to you guys for nine years and this is my first time seeing you and I'm like holy shit that's crazy to me so I know that there's a lot of those bless the fall whether they're closet fans or whether they've just found out about us you know I think that with this record is going to bring all those people um, bring all those people back and sort of you know put us in, in you know in front of the, uh, those a lot of faces and um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like, it, and that's, I think that's awesome. And it's a good, it, it's a good feeling to have when you're, when mm-hmm. you've got something that you just, you want the whole world to hear. And, and it, I mean, there's nothing like it in that sense, but, um, it, what do you, what do you hope people take away from hard feelings after listening to the record, whether they're listening to a, a song like melodramatic or just a single or whether they're listening to mm-hmm. it from front to back, like, what do you hope people take away from that? Yeah, you know what? Every record that we put out, I think we have the same sort of game plan and um, objective is to provide sort of a light at the end of the tunnel, sort of something, you know, positive that comes out of something negative. And so with that, there's a lot of dark lyrics on this record. And, you know, I think the record, if you listen to it front to back, is an emotional roller coaster. But it ends with a great, amazing, positive light, and um, and you end and ha- you're happy when you get to the end of it, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like you feel inspired. I want people to feel inspired. I want, and that's like I said, this is the whole goal with the band in general, and that's always been our goal is to continue to inspire, continue to to make people um, realize that they can achieve their goals, and and no matter what they've been through, we've all been through very very shitty situations you know i don't think anything i've been through is worse than anything anyone else has gone through etc so um just sharing those 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 moments um with our fans and letting them know like hey we're just like you guys man we can make it through it you guys can make it through and um yeah and i think music with substance is so important these days with the sort of regurgitated um you know edm and pop that is out there where everyone is just sort of taking a formula and just ran with it and mm. everything you hear sort of sounds exactly the same and um you know and i'm very proud of my wife who's in that world but is doing something very special and like i said she inspires me so i want to be part of 
metalcore world or whatever you want to call it, punk rock, metalcore, <laughs> um, emo, screamo, whatever it is, um, I want to be part of it, but I want to be something special. You know, I want the bus ball to be something special that stands out from, you know, from the pack. Absolutely. Um, yeah. With the before we wrap this up, uh, I had a question for you about um, the video for Melodramatic because that came out on the yeah, same yeah. day. What was the what was the overarching concept of that video? Because obviously there's you guys playing in the room and then the shots that are kind of mixed in with that, and then there's like a separate story with this character going on. What was the idea for that? What does it represent for the track itself? Like, how did you how did you guys come up with that? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, Melodramatic was a song that uh, when we decided on what single we were going to put out first, we wanted a no-frills, uh, very um, you know, very obvious, just banger of a track that we could play live, that kids could just get into without necessarily knowing the band or who we are, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so like, we're out here on, on this tour, and there's a lot of people who have never seen it before, so we're playing a new song. You don't want to play it. We're not going to put out like a, you know one of our four-minute five-minute epic songs that is on the record like we want something to get in your face that's easy to remember easy to sing along that you're you know by the, the third chorus you're singing with us and um you know and and the lyrics is i need the anger i need the rage like it's me to basically begging for inspiration i'm begging to be pissed off again i want a reason to 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 you know be competitive and, and I, I do i definitely have that competitive nature but like i just want to be inspired and and, and those were the, where the lyrics came from and so it's us basically smashing you know we're just smashing stuff and it's just like getting that anger back and getting that fire back underneath us for this record is what we need and what we want and that's how we are as a band that's kind of how we've been it's like we come out hot and that's you know what i mean i think um, maybe the last record we sort of lost that and, and these lyrics are just begging for that again, begging for that fire again. And the video represents that with just let, letting our anger out by like, we were smashing TVs and glasses and typewriters <laughs> and faces. It was just, it was just fun, man. Like it really did get, get a lot of that aggression out. That's super rad. Um, this yeah. is the last question, and this kind of wraps up. I give this preface because I ask it to every artist that I interview as a way to close things out. Um, it's a super broad question, but what does music mean to you? Man, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, music Music is, um, you know, it's been even even – there was a part, point in my life where I was playing, it's kind of random, I was playing a lot of ice hockey and I thought it was going to get me to college and then that was going to be my career. Uh, music was always up there with this goal I had in my life, right? So it was almost a distraction in a way. My mom would be like, why don't you have any hockey posters up in your room? You got posters of all your favorite bands. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, I love music. I love going to shows, you know? So, um, when it, you know, years and years and years down the road, my mom didn't know I could sing, right? She didn't have no idea. I didn't really know I could sing either. So um, music became my, you know, my identity, right? Music has become my identity. And I identify myself as, you know, a vocalist and someone who can inspire, hopefully. And so I guess music was just sort of my purpose, right? Music is a purpose for working hard for providing for my family for providing for myself for you know being a vessel 
and, and being a vessel of, of, of inspiration for, for people that, that listen to us and stuff like that. So I don't know if that sort of uh, answers the question, but that's kind of just where my head went with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was a crazy question. Yeah. <laughs> now, it was beautifully said. I asked that just because I think there was – there's an iteration. It's it, it's basically a take on a question that was at the end of Almost Famous that movie, and that was kind yeah. of the, the movie that got me into wanting to do like podcasting and music journalism and all that stuff. And it he sits down with the guitarist and he's like, "What do you love most about music?" And it and he just asks it totally on a whim. And the answer that comes from the guy, I think it's I think he says like everything, but. Um, at yeah. one point when I started asking this, like people will just give a, an answer just straight. It's not rehearsed. It's just something that's kind of in the moment. And that's why I love asking it. People are always like, yeah, I'm worried I'm rambling. But I'm like, no, that's, it's, it's something that naturally has to come from you. And that's what I think is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great answer, man. Cool, man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the uh, the last thing as well is um, anywhere that people can go and pick up hard feelings when it comes out. Um, stay up to date on with you guys. What? Uh, where can they find you on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff? Yeah, f- Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Just bless the fall. It's very pretty. We got pretty lucky there. <laughs> it's very <laughs> it's very easy. Um, yeah, uh, hard feelings comes out March twenty third. We're gonna probably put a song out. Very soon, we're going to put another song out, so we're working on that. This is the hardest part for us, deciding which songs to put out. You know, all the first songs, everyone sort of judges you off what you, you know, put out first. And um, so, yeah, we'll have have a new song probably as early as next week, I would say. And, um, and yeah, I I just, you know, I always tell our fans, you know, if if, if we have old fans and new fans listening, um, thanks for keeping us alive and keeping music alive and keep supporting keep supporting the the bands and musicians that you love. Awesome. Well, Bo, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to talk to you and I'm really excited for everybody uh, to hear hard feelings and to hear this podcast when it goes up. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Let me know what the link is and so I could, uh, I could put that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think Amy wanted me to put this up. Um, I think like the week before the week of the release of the record. So it'll sit here for a little while, but I'll definitely send okay. it along when it's ready to go. Yeah. I would love that. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. All right, man. Sounds good. Awesome. Have a great day. Don't freeze too much. I know Minnesota's I, cold. I'm layered up. I'm layered up to my neck. <laughs> All right. Have All right, a good buddy. one, man. Take care. All right. You too. See ya. See ya. Bye.